to None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the rigorous Forrest and the righteous Brent. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You You're me very righteous. welcome. Yeah, it's true. It's a true thing. I would say something, but I wasn't very rigorous in my preparation for a response. <laughs> I wonder if you've used righteous before. I feel like I've heard that in the set of a contest for me, but maybe I, not. I might have. Um, I will neither confirm nor deny that I've used it in the past. I will also neither confirm nor deny that I was very rigorous in coming up with these adjectives. I'll just say it. <laughs> it could be a thing. And speaking of being rigorous, we want we have a few news items to get out of the way first. So we want to go through them point by point first. We have a new patron. Woohoo! Corey Surratt is our newest patron. Thank you so much. Corey, Corey. And so we are up to 12. And speaking of Patreon, we have a new goal to get 25 patrons. And as part of that goal, we're having a giveaway. And what we're giving away is part of our super secret merch project. We're going to have merch very, very soon. We were just talking about it before we recorded. It's very secret. Very excited about it. Very secret. In fact, the merch is being manufactured at Area 51 as we speak. Yeah, that's why Forrest is going. He's he's breaking <laughs> in the Area 51 to get that merch out. Oh, we yeah. need to liberate the merch. Yes. Get hashtag liberate the uh, merch running. Take it off the aliens. Take off those so aliens. We're going to be off the revealing aliens. the merch soon, but the way the giveaway works is this. Once we hit 25 patrons... We're going to randomly select one of our first 10 patrons and randomly select one of our 11th through 25th patrons. And the lucky winner is going to get insert secret merch project here. So you're going to get a piece of merch free once we hit 25 patrons. So what are we talking about today, Dylan? Well, today we are talking about clown colleges and not actual clown colleges those are prestigious universities (laughs) instead we're talking about colleges which let's say don't have the best reputations maybe they're just scams maybe they teach a bunch of wacky stuff but either way you shouldn't go there and if you already did I'm sorry about it. (laughs) Sorry. I had a little cry there. Yeah, he's he's speaking about you, Brent. I know. Yeah, I am speaking about Brent, as Brent has mentioned. He went to his own clown college. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. Today, we're looking at two clown colleges, Liberty University and Bob Jones University. And I believe Forrest has something on Liberty University to start us off with. I do. So what is Liberty University? According to a great New York Times article called How Liberty University Built a Billion-Dollar Empire Online, which everyone should read and which was instrumental in our research for this episode, Liberty is a private university targeted at recruiting Christian fundamentalists. It was founded as Lynchburg Baptist College in 1971 by Jerry Falwell Sr., located in Lynchburg, Virginia. It was renamed as Liberty Baptist College in 1977 before finally being christened as Liberty University in 1985. And also, Forrest said Lynchburg, Virginia, which should not be confused with Leesburg, Virginia, 
which is where Lyndon LaRouche liked to hang yeah, out before, you know, right. he died. So, oh, yeah. Before he scared all those Virginians. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. He luckily he scared them into Lynchburg, Virginia, so they could go to <laughs> Liberty University. So a little background on Jerry Falwell Sr. Before becoming the Holy Roller legend, we all came to know and love. Falwell was raised by a secular father and Christian mother in Lynchburg, Virginia. Falwell's father, Kerry Falwell, was a natural businessman who came to own numerous successful businesses in a variety of markets. And one of those markets happened to also be bootlegging. And Kerry Falwell's grandson, Jerry Falwell Jr., would eventually thrive in the successful business of bootlicking. Specifically, the boots of Donald um, Trump, President Donald Trump. Oh, nice. Yeah. Don't worry, we will get into that later. Okay, good. He used Trump's boot, filled it with moonshine, and then licked the boot. (laughs) I hope he's combining these things. Wow, (laughs) I think that's an untapped market, actually. Yeah. Not even Carrie could figure that one out. So despite being the heir to a sizable amount of wealth, it was seizing upon the socialistic preachings of a certain Jewish carpenter, which you may or may not have heard of. I don't know if you guys heard of this guy. <laughs> uh, that catapulted Carrie's son into the upper stratosphere of demagogy. It was in 1956, in the revamped offices of a former bottling company, that he started broadcasting his first sermons on local radio and television. Despite casting his mother's piousness as representative of God and his father's materialism as a representative of the enemy, i.e. Satan, Jerry Falwell turned out to have inherited a little bit of Satan in himself because he ended up churning out an even bigger money-making empire than his father. But see, I think you're wrong about this because... Making money by grifting Christians is not satanic, right? It's the the bootlegging. It's the selling moonshine to make money, which is satanic. Making money via the Lord, perfectly fine. By any means necessary. Even if it's miracle spring water. Right. right? Okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because it it actually is a miracle. (laughs) Eventually, Falwell would go national with old-time gospel hour, the revenue of which was used to fund Lynchburg Baptist College. Here's just a small sampling of the kinds of high-level important ideas you'll find from Falwell on this groundbreaking show. Quote, most of these feminists are radical, frustrated lesbians and man-haters and failures in in their relationships with men who have declared war on the male gender. The biblical condemnation of feminism has to do with its radical philosophy and goals, They've asked for the kind of equality that God never intended. And all of the women in Falwell's congregation said, amen. Yes. Of, of course <laughs> they did. Of course they did. Also, just I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to get into the mind of a piece of shit like <laughs> Falwell. And so in that mindset, I understand attacking lesbians, if you're Jerry Falwell, especially radical yeah. lesbians. But what's wrong with frustrated <laughs> lesbians? I don't see why he has a problem with that yeah. demographic specifically. You think that'd make him happy. I mean, they're frustrated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's a good thing. I know. Fr- frustrated lesbians is always frustrating Satan's plans because they, you know, they got to be happy and believe in what they're doing in order to bring about Satan's empire on exactly. earth. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. So Falwell would be the first to admit he falls short of the glory of God. That is, as long as he didn't say shit so egregious that even the sources of his income, i.e. Fundamentalist conservatives push back on it. And in those more innocent times, when you couldn't just say whatever the fuck you wanted and the GOP would blindly follow you, he had to apologize after he said that America deserved to be attacked by jihadists on 9 11 because of abortion, the ACLU, homosexuality, feminism, or something. Right. Well, you know, guys. Quite a list. Yeah. 
Well, at least we know one thing for sure after 9-11, that now that those tall ass towers fell down, Trump's building at 40 Wall Street is the tallest, which actually isn't actually true, but that's fine. Oh, nothing oh, matters. Okay. You know what I like about that? It's a, you know, first off, I, I always enjoy like over the top, cartoonish, narcissistic, deeply insensitive braggings about untrue things. I mean, I, it's someone like that really should be president. I agree. I think. Yeah, I agree. I also I, I think we should give Fowell the benefit of the doubt. At least he didn't blame Islam. That seems like an obvious yeah. one, you know, so he had to restrain himself. So I think this is a net positive. <laughs> it shows progress. <laughs> yeah. And restraint. He didn't ge- he he didn't just generalize a whole group of people. Kept his hate like. local. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, upon dying in 2007 at the age of 73, he left his empire of gibberish to his sons, Jerry Jr. and Jonathan. Jonathan took over as pulpit for Thomas Road Baptist Church, and Junior took the lead at the university. According to the New York Times, and this is a really great quote, As the Great Recession hit, laid-off Americans turned to online education to seek a new economic foothold. After years of trying to save liberty by cutting costs, Falwell Jr. said he adopted his vision of saving it through increasing revenues. Mm. And uh, wow, what a visionary. Yeah, that's wow. Incredible. That's pretty amazing. I have a vision to make lots of money. We shouldn't we shouldn't just spend less money. We should also make more money. Yeah. Boom. Give that man a professorship at the Harvard Business School. <laughs> he is a he is a business visionary. So Junior was not kidding around. Thanks to the miracle of the internet and online courses, Junior was able to f- to fulfill his father's vision of making a shitload of money by making a shitload of money. <laughs> by 2010, Liberty University was raking in $420 million a year. Wow. Despite okay. being an outwardly ideological and far-right institution, Liberty is hugely dependent upon Uncle Sam shoving dollars up its ass. According to the New York Times, quote, by 2017... Liberty students were receiving more than $772 million in total aid from the U.S. Department of Education, nearly $100 million of it in the form of Pell Grants and the rest in federal student loans. Among universities nationwide, it ranked six in federal aid. Hey, you know, you, you, you got to get those clown degrees, whatever it takes. You just got to make sure and get it, go into debt, whatever. Continuing the quote, Liberty students also received Department of Veterans Affairs benefits. Some $42 million in 2016, the most recent year for which figures are available. Although some of that money went to textbooks and non-tuition expenses, a vast majority of Liberty's total revenue that year, which was just above $1 billion, came from taxpayer-funded sources. Ah, Jesus. And best of all, due to technicalities, Junior was able to evade some of the regulations created by a certain dis- disease disguised as the president. The New York Times notes, quote, Because Liberty was technically not-for-profit, it was spared many of the administration's new regulations. If anything, Liberty benefited from the crackdown. The Obama administration's actions helped put out of business large for-profit chains like Corinthian and ITT Technical Institute, clearing formidable competition from the field. And I think the right wing needs to have a reevaluation of Obama. Nobody helped the spread of theocracy in firearm sales more than Obama. So <laughs> they should so thank true. him. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. And I'm surprised no one saw the opportunity to combine those things to found Firearm Christian University. They would have made a mint. Ooh. A mint. <laughs> There's an idea. That is That should that's have a- been the Obama business plan. It's <laughs> a great idea. Also, I've always said one way to stop school shooting is to arm 
everyone, teachers, students, faculty, people coming in, people on the streets near the school. What could go wrong? Clergy, clergy. We have to arm the clergy. That's true. I know for a fact that some of the teachers I had in middle school and high school would have shot some of the kids in that class if they had a gun. Like, I know for sure. Probably not a good idea. Just saying. So astute listeners of this podcast will have at this point recognized an overarching theme. And that is nothing is more useful for the very fine people we cover on the show to get their message out there and grow their bank account than that wonderful little thing we like to call the internet. According to the New York Times, quote, the real driver of growth at Liberty, it turns out, is not the students who attend classes in Lynchburg, but the far greater number of students who are paying for credentials and classes that are delivered remotely, as many as 95,000 in a given year. By 2015, Liberty had quietly become the second largest provider of online education in the United States, according to the Chronicle of Higher Education. Its student population surpassed only by that of the University of Phoenix. Wow, that's incredible. And this actually, I like to hear this because I was initially hesitant about signing up to go to Liberty University. But now that you tell me I can attend without leaving my house, I mean, sign me up. I am ready to get that degree. That's exactly right. I mean, I personally enjoy being indoctrinated from the comfort of my own home. I like to wear my pajamas. I'll get my degree in clownology. I don't know if um, any other place that offers that, which is really nice. Yeah, just uh, I think the entirety of YouTube would be the uh, the competition for online indoctrination. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So why enroll in the first place, whether traditionally or online? What would I get out of my degree from this place? Well, according to Liberty University's About section on their website, we're told, quote, Liberty graduates are sought after by prestigious companies for their integrity, personal discipline, and versatility. They are confident and competent, ready to make a lasting impact on their profession and their community. And maybe Brent can help me with this. You know, I've always been very confused about why a true follower of Christ would want to go to a university to get a high-paying job at a prestigious company. I mean, as Jesus put it, after all, quote, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. So what gives? Uh, yeah, honestly, I got nothing. Um, unfortunately, oh, Jesus man. was a libtard cuck. So, I mean, mm. the facts oh. are the facts. Um, you know, for some reason, this did actually make me think of a great sitcom, though, guys. Um, Jordan Bel- Belford and Jesus Christ get an apartment together. <laughs> what, what a, oh, there you go. What a goofy one. Belford keeps buying fancy things, and then Jesus keeps giving them away. Check out next <laughs> week on The Christ of Wall Street. <laughs> on TNT. I mean, the best part of None Dare Call It Ordinary is that you get an unlimited number of band names and sitcom ideas. So anybody out there that wants either of those two things, listen to our podcast just for that. Uh, but we yeah. are copywriting every single one of them, so you'll have to give <laughs> yeah. us a royalty check. Just well, so yeah, don't get too saying. crazy. Speaking of being rich, Liberty University's assets are worth a whopping $2.5 billion. <sighs> Jesus and, Christ. <laughs> and Jerry Falwell Jr.'s personal salary is at almost $1 million a year. Huh. Quoting the New York Times article again, Liberty, Jr. said, is simply being shrewd about keeping costs down while plowing revenue back into the university. Oh, that's nice. I mean, and th- that works out for Fowell Jr. because he counts as part of the university. So those revenues are partly being plowed back into him. Hmm. <laughs> Given that the university is such a behemoth, you think that the quality of education you'd get from there would be first rate, right? Well, no. <laughs> Again... 
from the New York Times, quote, U.S. News and World Report plumps liberty in the lowest quartile of institutions in its national universities category. Some of its programs have strong reputations, among them nursing, engineering, and flight school. But the college is limited in its ability to compete for premier faculty, not only because its politics are out of step with the greater academic community, but also because none of its programs, with the exception of its law school, offer tenure. I mean, to be perfectly honest, though, with this academic job market, I'm kind of surprised that's an issue. Oh, <laughs> and also out of step with the greater academic community. I mean, uh-oh. Is this an admission from the fake news that, in fact, academia is run by cultural Marxists. I think that that's yeah, absolutely yes. this is a Freudian slip. So also, guys, uh, you know, we can't leave out the most important fact about Liberty U. We keep skipping over all the main things that um, the, the thing that people really want to know that listen to this podcast that DC fucking talk <laughs> came out of this clown college. Oh, yeah. God wow. is doing a new thing. I have that on cassette in that closet <laughs> next to me right now. New thing spelled in you <laughs> thing T H A N G. So that's that's for people that um I'll look that up and yeah. In case so you were curious how old Brent that. is, he still has cassettes I do. in his home. <laughs> I do okay, and in a serious note though, this does remind me of a book I did read I say I read it like maybe two or three years ago. It's called The Unlikely Disciple, a center semester at America's Holiest University by Kevin Ruse. So Ruse Ruse isn't religious at all, but he he was actually a student at Brown University and as a writing project obviously to write this book he decided to attend there for one semester and was just like look at this madness and like wrote about it it's, it's pretty entertaining actually you get a good inside look the problem is that he's a cultural marxist that is so of course he wasn't happy about it the other problem is that his book is just a ruse oh, <laughs> oh we see another dave and dave rube parody coming wow from so as brent alluded to earlier jerry falwell jr is a big league trump fan in fact, despite Trump's decidedly unchristian performance in a January 2016 speech <laughs> at Liberty University, Falwell Jr. ended up becoming one of Trump's biggest bootlickers, I mean supporters. As NPR reports, quote, he mispronounced a book of the Bible, he cursed twice, and on Martin Luther King Day, the GOP presidential candidate said he was honoring the slain civil rights leader by dedicating to him the record crowds he says he drew from the school's opening convocation. <sighs> by the way, wow. how did I miss Just, the wow. crowd size dedication to MLK scandal? <laughs> Friend, was this because it was scandal 657 of that week? Do you have the spreadsheet with you, Brent? Yeah, hang on. Let, let me see here. There's a lot here. It's just sort of taking up my entire den at this point. I, I covered all the blankets to, for the acoustic. Mine is here. taking up this whole room. I'm trying to find more space, but... <laughs> The good thing is it seems to, uh, you know, help with the acoustics of the room. That's why my recordings are better because I'm just covered from wall to wall of Trump scandal papers. So so while Brent and Forrest are checking the paperwork on a serious note here, uh, a lot of these evangelicals who explicitly support slash bootleg for Trump compare him to Cyrus from the Bible. I've heard the Cyrus comparison. I've heard Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, too. there's actually I think it's uh, Jim Baker sells a Trump Cyrus gold coin. It's a prayer coin. Right. So while you're eating your bucket of Jim Baker slop, <laughs> you can pray <laughs> with your Trump Cyrus coin. Oh, man, and so that's, Sounds like a that's good the get out of jail free card for all of this stuff. Like, yeah, he does all this totally non-christian totally deranged stuff. But like <laughs> Cyrus, ultimately, he's good. <laughs> 
for bringing Christ's light onto the world. I don't know how that second part works, actually, but... but hey, it works. That's all you need to know. Hey, That's yeah, all you supposedly. need to know. So, a uh, gentleman by the name of Will E. Young, former editor-in-chief of Champion, Liberty's student newspaper, had a few interesting things to say about Falwell Jr.'s packed with the devil or with Jehu or whoever. Young claims that he deluded himself into thinking that by simply being silent about the journalistic malpractice he saw regularly with his own eyes, he was just biding his time to one day bring about a great renewal of journalistic integrity at Champion. Quote, I'd spent the previous three years watching the university administration led by President Jerry Falwell Jr., who took a very micromanaging interest, meddle in our coverage, revise controversial op-eds, and project its image by stripping damning facts from our stories. Still, I stuck around. I thought that if I wrote with discretion and kept my head down, I could one day win enough trust from the university to protect the integrity of our journalism. I even dreamed we could eventually persuade the administration to let the champion go independent from its supervision. I was naive. Here's just a small sampling of the lengths Falwell went to to protect and promote Trump. 1. Film students were compelled to complete a propaganda film called The Trump Prophecy in order to receive their degrees. <laughs> ah, well, you know, well, at least, honestly, though, this is a good thing. Well, at least these film students could get uh, you know, a job making propaganda films at RT after they graduate. So hey, there you go. Something they could the, work for. The real scandal is... Why would you why would you go to film school at Liberty <laughs> University? <laughs> I mean, there's the basic question of why you would go at all, but specifically to t study film. I don't know, man. You got to get God's not dead is going to be on Criterion, I hear. So <laughs> I should, guess, this yeah. is the kind of the what are they of, working on? The fourth yeah. one now or the fifth one? I can't even keep track of those. They're like the Transformers movies. It's the most worthless degree from the most worthless college. It's all together. It's <laughs> Number two, Falwell blocked Champion from running a column about Trump's Access Hollywood scandal. Huh. Three, Falwell ordered armed officers to escort an anti-Trump pastor from the university premises for a, quote, unauthorized protest. Number four, in an article about a planned higher education task force that none other than Trump himself asks Falwell to lead, Falwell personally edited out all references to possible conflicts of interest. Just as Jesus would do. Yeah, so absolutely. Number five, Deborah Huff, Champion's faculty advisor, made it clear that any stories about scandals connected to liberty would be suppressed, even if they showed up in mainstream headlines such as a Politico piece about Falwell's undisclosed shady business dealings revolving around a seedy flop house secretly owned by Falwell. And by the way, everyone, go to nondarecalledordinary.com and click on that Politico piece because it's a doozy. <laughs> and Falwell's defense of Trump's infamous Charlottesville remarks on Fox and Friends, saying, quote, President Trump doesn't have a racist bone in his body. Yeah, wow. I mean, honestly, aren't Diamond and Silk his top advisors now? Let's stop hallucinating for us. Yeah, exactly. I think Fowell's right. I think all the racist parts of Trump are his organs. So he's got a <laughs> racist heart, lungs, gallbladder, but the bones, the bones are fine. I think that Diamond and Silk are another of one of Trump's get out of jail free cards. Oh, of too. course. I think that's another one. That Beyond absurd. Young ends his piece with this chilling bit of writing, quote, I still fume when Falwell spews dumbfounding conspiracies online or retweets a bigoted rant from Trump, and I still become uneasy when I see my diploma, which is sitting in a cluttered drawer at my parents' house. I made amazing friends and memories on campus, but I'm realizing the extent to which I internalize the fear tactics. I still sometimes self-censor my thoughts and writing. How can a college education stifle your freedom of thought? 
When people ask me if I regret going to Liberty, as many do, I usually pause. I don't know. And in case anyone is confused by these remarks, we have to remind you it's still true that the real problem are cultural Marxist professors at your local (laughs) state university. That is the real scandal here. This is all the distraction from going to your state university. Your children will come back reading the Communist Manifesto, dressing in all black and joining Antifa. That'll never happen if they go to Liberty University. That's so true. And just as we have learned in the crypto craziness series that when you hear the term, you know, freedom, it really means the opposite. Apparently, the same goes for the word liberty. Oh, yeah. You're being liberated from thinking. That's good. And that can be <laughs> very <laughs> convenient. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of being liberated from thought, let's jump now into Bob Jones University. And let's start with just a basic potted history from their website. Bob Jones University was established in 1927 by Bob Jones Sr. as Bob Jones College. Why did he feel the need to establish his own university? According to the Bob Jones University website, quote, Throughout his travels, Dr. Bob Jones Sr. saw students whose faith was shaken during college, and he recognized the need for a thoroughly Christian college that stood on the absolute authority of the Bible to train America's youth. Finally, finally. Thank you. None of this partial authority of the Bible (laughs) bullshit. We're going all the way. (laughs) That's true. All the way. And as we'll find out soon, they meant it. Continuing, uh, Continuing from the website, quote, His vision was to establish a training center for Christians from around the world that would be distinguished by its academic excellence, refined standards of behavior, and opportunities to appreciate the performing and visual arts. At the same time, Dr. Jones's intent was to make a place where Christ would be the center of all thought and conduct. I like how part of Bob Jones' vision is to have students who appreciate the performing and visual arts. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, absolutely. The only problem is that his vision, he has really bad eyesight when it comes to the performing and visual arts, so he can only see a few of them. (laughs) I wonder if they had a film school there, too. Oh, man. I bet they did. I bet they did. While Bob Jones College started in Bay County, Florida, They would eventually move to Cleveland, Tennessee, and then again to its final resting place, Greenville, South Carolina, in 1947. This is also when it was renamed Bob Jones University. And just just a word on the name Bob Jones University itself. If you wanted to just have like a hillbilly fundamentalist (laughs) name, Bob Jones University, it's like there's nothing better. Yeah. You cannot outdo it. It's funny because I was thinking the exact same thing. Robert Jones University. It's yes. right there waiting for you. Yes. I don't yes. you sh- the word Bob should never be in the name of a institution of higher learning. I know many Bobs. My grandfather's a Bob. My uncle's a Bob. If they created a university, they're calling it Robert. I know that for a fact because they're not losers. Plus, we've learned from Twin Peaks that Bob means evil. So anyway, that's that's a good point. So that's the kind of the basic history about how it started. But Bob Jones University also has a troubling racial history and excuse me, racist history. Let's be clear. Bob Jones University did not admit any black students until 1971, which, in case you were curious, was 17 years after Brown versus Board of Education. So, wow. Okay, so what is this? The LDS priesthood? 
Oh, no, sorry. That was actually later in 1978 when they finally allowed black people to um, become priests. So that was that was a good time. If your organization lags behind one called Bob Jones in progressive values, you, you got to start yeah. progressing fast. You got to yeah. get running right now. You, you missed the starting gun, my friend. You better start <laughs> running. Jesus. So even then, even in 1971, when they started admitting black students, they only admitted married black students until 1975. Well, the dangers of single black people. I mean, wow. What the fuck? That's the scariest demographic, <laughs> apparently. Single white people, though, perfectly fine. Yeah. You might be worried when they started admitting single black students that they sold out to the secular satanic elite, but they also banned interracial dating. And this ban wouldn't be lifted until the year 2000. Wait, oh, wait, uh, Dylan, I'm sorry. I think you misspoke. I, it seemed to me that you said the year 2000. So I think you need nope, to correct that. No, it was totally the year 2000. No, stop it. Now, they kept this ban in place despite it putting them on the hook with the IRS. In the 1983 case, Bob Jones University versus the United States, the Supreme Court in an eight to one decision decided that the tax-exempt status Bob Jones University had could be revoked in the name of eliminating racial discrimination, even if the racist practices were deemed religiously required by the university. Now, you heard eight-to-one decision. Who dissented, you ask? Only former Chief Justice Rehnquist. Aw, well, thank you, Ronald Reagan. Yep. It was a nice and, gift for us. Good times. And I got to say, just like how, do you guys remember when we did the mental illness episode mm -hmm. part two and we talked about the L. Ron Hubbard Scientology documentary about psychiatry mm -hmm. and how we were, we were thankful because they reminded us that Nazis were bad and it's always good to be reminded <laughs> of that, those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. the same, in the same way, it's, it's good to be reminded these days because you can lose sight of it, that Ronald Reagan was a disgrace. So it's always <laughs> yeah. good to be reminded of that fact. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey guys, come on now. Actors make great presidents, just like reality show stars. Let's not, yeah, that's let's not forget Fully. that fact. Fully the agree. best, the best. Let me just tell you now. So you might be wondering, they were willing to forego their tax exempt status and lose a bunch of money in the name of making sure white people weren't dating black people. So why did they change in 2000? The answer is simple. George W. Bush. And again, it's also good to be reminded once in a while <laughs> again, because it's really easy to lose track that Bush Jr., was also a disgrace. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely. True. That's a fact. So what happened? Well, W visited Bob Jones University on the primary campaign trail in March of 2000. While Republican candidates have visited Bob Jones University over the years, McCain sought to make this a campaign issue, attributing the racist practices of Bob Jones University directly to George W. Bush. And again, you need to be reminded McCain was amazing, but in relative terms, in, relative <laughs> in terms. strongly relative terms. Absolutely. Yes. Presumably being fans of George W. Bush and not wanting his campaign tarnished by their disgusting racism. Bob Jones himself publicly announced on the Larry King live show that the policy would be rescinded. Uh, and this was the day Satan was free to infiltrate the Holy College. Yeah, it's really terrible. And we're fair and fair and balanced here. So I do want to point out that George W. Bush did give into McCain's pressure and came out with an apology of sorts, quoting a February 2000 article in the Washington Post. Seeking to end weeks of controversy, Texas Governor George W. Bush apologized today for having spoken at Bob Jones University without, and this is quoting George W. Bush, 
disassociating myself from the anti-Catholic sentiments and racial prejudice of the fundamentalist college and its leaders. And again, this is a neocon podcast after all, and it's neocons. It is our duty to rehabilitate the image of George W. Bush at every opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. If you, if you guys go back and listen to our Russia investigation episodes, you'll totally hear us pushing for war with Russia as soon as possible. <laughs> we all know it's either war or total support of Putin and Trump. That is the only Those are the options. only two options. <laughs> yes. That's if you exactly. if you get the Jim Baker Trump Cyrus coin, those are the two sides. It's either total support or total war. That's it. I'm actually sad the whole Russia scandal thing isn't taking up the news cycle because I used to always just love to wake up in the morning and like turn on CNN and just like, you know, salivate at the thought of going to war with Russia. I just loved it. So you might, you know, as Brent mentioned, you might be worried. Bob Jones University, they're selling out. They're selling out their principles for the name of political gain, but they haven't totally sold out. Mm. And this is very apparent when you take a gander at their student handbook especially the sections on appropriate music and movies. Bob Jones University recognizes that music can be both helpful and harmful to the aspiring Christian. Music, quote, can display God's glory by exhibiting the ideals of purity, dignity, honor, loveliness, virtue, and excellence, or appeal to the flesh and embed the world's philosophy in the heart and mind of a Christian, drawing him or her away from the unhindered communion with Christ. So a sort of satanic philosophy, if you will. Like Kant. Yeah, like Kant. I know, you know, I listen to, (laughs) I don't know, whenever I listen to heavy metal, I just have to go straight to the critique of pure reason. It's just a direct (laughs) pathway. (laughs) So far, this seems like a typical policy for an extremist Christian university. The bad music is probably the usual suspects like heavy metal or rap. But no, their policy is much more extreme. Quote, The following music conflicts with our mission and is therefore excluded from performance, personal listening on and off campus, or use in student organizations, societies, student productions, outreach ministries, or social media. Those musical styles are any music which, in whole or in part, derives from the following broadly defined genres or their subgenres, rock, pop, country, jazz, electronic techno, rap, hip hop, or the fusion of any of these genres. Oh, so any genre. Yeah. Well, actually, though, notice they didn't specifically outlaw country rap. So Old Town Road is acceptable, I assume. (laughs) So I think you're wrong, though, because I think that's covered under the fusion rule because they say you can't fuse any of these genres. And I love that part of this policy because, you know, there was some jokester on campus blasting his weather report and his Aldi Mayola (laughs) records. And he was like, yeah, it's it's. It's rock. It's jazz fusion. It's it's not rock. It's not jazz. It's a mix. So that's totally fine. And so Bob Jones University just had to stamp that out. Yeah, that's not that. So as was already suggested, your options are extremely limited. But as an aspiring Bob Jones University graduate, you probably think this doesn't apply to your favorite Christian rock band, a DC yeah. talk, if you will. They're just talking about those evil rock bands that promote cannibalism and pedophilia or whatever else. Well, think again. Because Bob Jones University also bans, quote, any music in which Christian lyrics or biblical texts are set to music, which is in whole or in part derived from any of these genres or their subgenres. Is this North Korea? What is this? No, this is Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina. So basically only classical music and opera are allowed. 
And this is helpful when you're using your headphones while exercising, which is thankfully still allowed. So you can rock that Beethoven while you're heading on the elliptical machine. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, though, it's not just classical music, Dylan. Technically, I mean, I didn't see this mentioned. Technically, the blues are acceptable. Mm. I I didn't hear. I didn't see that. Uh, Also, opera, swing, big band. Barbershop quartet music, all favorites <laughs> nowadays. Uh, the old time, the old timey African spirituals, uh, African American spirituals are safe uh, musical genre. I mean, okay, maybe not the last yeah, one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, especially, especially if the songwriter was dating a white person. Yeah, that's right. Right, 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 right. And also, in in a totally non parody of Footloose, quote in a related area because of the sensual nature of many of its forms dancing is not permitted oh man here at bob jones you'll never kick off your sunday shoes <laughs> <laughs> oh shit though hopefully no one um tells bob jones university about ecclesiastes 3 1 and 4 which says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance so oh, that's oh, oh, oh. I guess there is a time to dance, but just not at the university. Have you graduate? I think so. This is I'm going to try. I think this is how they would get out of it. I would say, look, there is a time to dance. That time, however, is never a clock. Oh. That's the time to dance. Yeah. Or after <laughs> you, you graduate. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> or just after you graduate. <laughs> so that's the music part of this. But what about movies? So unsurprisingly, Bob Jones University has a, shall we say, conservative view on which movies their students should be watching. No. So conservative that most of the time the answer is none. (laughs) Students are not to watch television shows, movies or movie trailers on their cell phones or computers on campus. In homes, students may view PG rated movies and movie trailers and TV PG television programming. Okay, d- do students have to wear body cameras so that uh, Big Brother, uh, you know, Bob Jones University can watch what they're doing when they are off campus at all times? It's really starting to sound like a beautiful college experience, actually. No, that's come on, Brett. That's ridiculous. They just snitch on each other. Oh, okay. It's much more wholesome. One thing that's really funny is that some people don't know this, but the PG-13 rating did not come out until the 80s. And it was because of, I think, Gremlins in Indiana Jones, the second one, the Temple of Doom, were so violent that they came up with the PG-13 rating. Mm. And so a lot of movies before that, the rated PG would be rated PG-13 were that rating to oh. exist. <laughs> so I always like how, how that can So there's several out. decades. Yeah, if you want to watch a PG-13, a movie that should be rated PG-13, if you're at one of these colleges, just pick anything before whenever in the 80s the PG-13 <laughs> yes. rating came out. That is a beautiful loophole. I think Poltergeist is one that I watched recently that was like, this is like more than PG, I would think, nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's PG. It's like exactly. And that's the reason why. No, I mean, there are certain, there are some PG movies from the 70s that have nudity and oh, sex wow. in them. So yeah, good times, good go times. Watch them. For all the uh, BJU listeners out there, this yeah. is how you can get around this, get around this uh, regulation. Yeah, if you're on Bob Jones University, first of all, thank you for listening to us and probably betraying all of your firmly held principles. Um, but also, <laughs> pre-80s PG, that's where you want to go. So now we've got... the. We've got like the dorms covered and being on campus. We've got the homes. What about movie theaters? Well, students can't go to movie theaters under any circumstances while they live or work on campus. But for some reason, this rule does not apply when students are away from campus, specifically during Thanksgiving and spring break. (laughs) 
specifically. Yeah. Well, actually, that's because students are only allowed to spend Thanksgiving and spring break with their assigned Big Brother families, which are part of the faculty. I think. So oh, that's, oh, they don't I get gotcha. to see their families, unfortunately. Um, which is sad. <laughs> actually, you know, guys, honestly, I know this all sounds like a fucking nightmare to you too, because you didn't have to do this. I went to a Bible college right out of. Uh, I think I mentioned this before, way back in the podcast. Uh, Baptist Bible College, Springfield, uh, Missouri. It's where I went right out of high school, which was also a ridiculously small evangelical school. So, um, in fact, we we weren't allowed to have TV in our dorm rooms either. So I remember me and my roommate as a little goof. Uh, we went to you know like those like an IKEA or those furniture stores. They have cardboard tvs don't actually have like a flat screen it's like a cardboard one that looks yeah yeah yeah. so basically we would grab those and uh, or we talked about grabbing one we never actually did it but we we had a plan to put that up in our put that up in our dorm room and so when the ra came in you know and they'd see the fake tv they'd be like you are expelled but then you know we'd have the last laugh because it's cardboard motherfucker so you know but unfortunately also pranks were not allowed at bbc so (laughs) so i couldn't pull off the prank and also, the main flaw with that prank is that you would get expelled for yelling motherfucker. I mean, I think that's <laughs> that the is big actually problem. true, too. Yes. That was the Achilles heel to your whole scheme there. The joke's on you at the very end. Yeah, it's real yes. sad. Actually, it's on them because now I'd have to go to that stupid school. But now you look at asbestos through a microphone, so everything worked out yeah. for you. Okay, so we've got music covered. We've got movies covered. We need to cover the true cause of mass shootings, video games. Yep. Quote, Students are not to play video games rated above E10 or games that contain graphic blood or gore, sensual or demonic themes, violent first-person shooting, suggestive dress, bad language, or rock music. And I wonder... One thing I was curious about is because they specifically mentioned rock music in the game. So I wonder if this allows a weird loophole where you can listen to jazz music as long as it's in a video game. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, well, also, Bob Jones University students won't have to worry about this too much longer since soon the GOP will just outlaw video games like this uh, anyways. Yeah. Apparently, it's the only way to stop mass shootings. Yeah, definitely. One problem with that is that they'll alienate all the white supremacist video gamers from Gamergate that are still around in the enclaves of chat rooms yeah that's the problem they'll all they'll all transfer over to hashtag yang gang and then <laughs> just seems the, to be the trend the election just collapses also i i just want to mention because i mentioned the e10 rating and that's from the esrb which uh, started rating video games in the 90s in the mid 90s and i was looking it up and for some reason one of the first things that pops up is this old-timey pbs article on the esrb ratings it, it's like an html 2.0 looking website And they mentioned some of the content ratings from the ERSRB, and some of them are just a delight. Quote, comic mischief, scenes depicting slapstick or gross, vulgar humor. I wonder if gross, vulgar, libertarian humor is covered under this. (laughs) Oh, you know it. Just like any game with Ayn Rand or any criticism of the Fed is included. Continuing on, crude humor, moderately vulgar antics, including bathroom humor. (laughs) Oh, is this like Uncle John bathroom reader style humor? Which yeah, is moderate. exactly that's all okay. got to go. Next one, gambling, which is defined as betting like behavior. Betting like behavior is you're not actually placing a bet, right? Yeah, it's if, it, if it's like a bet. It's like a bet. It's like it's saying so. you'll eat your own dick if Bitcoin doesn't reach a million dollars by 2020. Yeah, that's betting like behavior because <laughs> yeah. he's not going to do it. All right, so so nothing from the city forest I live in. Okay, so that's just canceled. Yep, absolutely. That's all out. And lastly, the perhaps the vaguest suggestive themes, which are mild provocative references or materials. Mm. So a very helpful guy. That's nice. 
to what your mild children are provocative playing. references. Okay. Huh, I went for materials. Moderate to mild. Moderately vulgar to mildly yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's music. We've got movies. We got video games. What about the internet? We all know the internet is a cesspool. <laughs> and so Bob Jones University is very selective about what websites its students ought to be avoiding. Yeah, so it's like living in Saudi Arabia. Fun times. Got it. North Korea, Saudi Arabia. Uh, but here's the thing. No, no, no. But what makes what makes America great is that here you get to choose whether or not you want to live in your own mini Saudi Arabia. Whereas in Saudi Arabia, you have to live in Saudi Arabia. True. Yeah. And anyway, right. this is the conclusion to my rehabilitation of neocons and <laughs> propping up American <laughs> exceptionalism series. Thank you for listening. So from the student handbook on the internet, quote, because certain websites often contain extensive sensuality, Students are not to view celebrity websites, secular music lyric sites, and humor slash joke sites. Uh, <laughs> fuck. There goes the entire none dare call ordinary fan base from uh, Bob Jones University. So that's, <laughs> but if that's you are bad. a clandestine none dare call it ordinary listener at Bob Jones University, please drop us a line. Yes, yes, I would please, love please to hear from you. Do, do it through the <laughs> do it through the ultra secret uh email address though not yeah email. exactly we have a proton mail address and you know we won't exactly get sure a proton you mail use proton mail too yourself <laughs> yeah. exactly sign up for proton mail it's free it's from cern maybe just so go you know with the faraday cage just to be safe i mean let's just yeah definitely <laughs> construct a faraday Preferably cage use linux use a virtual box on linux to send us a proton mail to our proton mail account oh my God. and, and uh, what you yeah. should do is you should have a computer and then you should have a video camera on that computer, and then you access that camera from another computer, oh, yeah. and sure. that's how you keep it real secure. <laughs> yeah. Also, make sure when you're typing to avoid keyloggers, you type a little, then type like into a, you know, like an address bar or something, a little bit of gibberish, and then come back, type some more. That way, you're totally covered. Yeah, so there's exactly. all your all the hints just follow those simple rules bob jones university also mentions online periodicals that promote quote an ungodly philosophy or pervasive sensuality and so ban quote fashion model teen bodybuilding video computer game and television film magazines such as esquire gq people entertainment yahoo magazine men's mm -hmm. fitness and espn okay we'll notice playboy you know, in Penthouse, they're not specifically mentioned. Ooh, so, I mean, it's true. Pure pornography here at Bob Jones University. It's fine. <laughs> That's it. Just you got to go for the pure source. <laughs> now, Bob Jones University, they recognize that some students might feel a strong urge to view, let's say, certain types of unchristian content on the Internet. Well, they're well, such as one of those like one of those things they might see this very unchristian would be maybe like Trump's uh, Liberty University speech. That might be something that they might yeah. watch. Well, that's <laughs> actually not what I have in mind. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm having in mind a certain type of content that specifically male students might have a strong mm. urge to view if mm. I can rely on stereotypes here. Thankfully, though, Bob Jones University has a solution. <laughs> Quote, in order to aid students' pursuit of purity online, an accountability tool is offered free of charge to all students. Okay. Now, there's a there's a link to this accountability tool, but that link is broken. Ah. But the URL indicates that the tool is something called Covenant Eyes. Hmm. <laughs> Covenant Eyes is a website that will, quote, help you quit porn for good. 
Covenant uh, eyes is really? definitely not Orwellian at all. No, especially when I describe how it works. Do you think it's like a they should open an app or something? Because I mean, what if you want to access this from your phone? This is going to well, be... I, it might work. I don't know how they do the mobile integration. I'm okay. sure they got some way of doing that. I hope they got some work on that. So how does Covenant eyes work? It works by telling all your friends everything you do online. <laughs> And I'll let I'll let them describe the rest of it. Quote, your allies will receive comprehensive reports of your screen activity, lessening the temptation to look at porn. I just picture large files full of graphs and charts, loads of statistics that they can print out and research pin on their walls. Yeah, it's just it's a yeah, just the bar graphs of all the search (laughs) terms you're putting into Pornhub. From you know, organized by most Christian to least Christian. It's terrible. Ugh, working on that for days. Continuing continuing on the Covenant Eyes website, quote, through meaningful conversations, your allies will be there to pick you up when you fall down and cheer you on when you succeed. <laughs> sure. Or, you know, more likely hold it against you and use it as blackmail for a financial reward. Or, I mean, you know monetary blessing from god or something i don't know yeah seed faith stop stop spilling your seed and instead plant a seed exactly man i'm gonna i'm gonna cheer you on man no fap you did it bro (laughs) and lastly from the covenant eyes website quote with the help of your allies you can soar to new heights both online and offline and say goodbye to porn forever pornsnub.com there we go (laughs) exactly start it and just just a this website is amazing, and there's we're going to put it on the Instagram account. There is a picture on this website. It's two gentlemen sitting on a couch. <laughs> yeah. One of them is just smiling ear to ear, and the other one looks really disturbed. <laughs> and you just know Which one? that's the yeah. ally who just got the report about his smiling friend's depraved <laughs> porn habits. And just a, a few other internet issues. You can't use Skype in your dorm for any reason. But Google Hangouts are okay? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They don't mention in the the handbook, but they might cover that as well. And lastly, there's a a piece on social media. And Bob Jones University has a policy in place regarding the language students use on social media. Quote, language should not violate scriptural commands regarding abusive, slanderous, complaining, disrespectful, profane, blasphemous, or tail-bearing speech. Hmm. And content should be biblical and avoid promoting a lifestyle contrary to principles taught in scripture or at the university. And I think we're going to need Brent's expert help on translating some of these words, in particular, tail-bearing. Is that a fancy Christian thing? It, I have actually never heard of that word either, but honestly, I first read that and I read through it. I thought it was a tail bearing T A I L, which of course just means farts. So that's just, um, that's obvious there, but no T A L E bearing speech. I I guess it just means like, don't tell lies or something like that. Don't tell tales, something um, like that. Don't tell tall tales kind of thing. I also like how they have here, uh, one of them is complaining, and that's um, verboten. I think that Dave Rubin would love that. He'd be like, well, all the SJWs are going for sure. But then the only problem is he will have himself deplatformed also because he complains all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, something he didn't he didn't look. That's the problem. Also, I think tail bearing T-A-I-L should be mooning someone. I think that's really tail bearing. Yeah. 
That's actually better. Yep, I think you're right. As can be imagined, um, also speaking of how they don't like you betting or performing betting-like behavior in the video games you play, gambling itself is also not allowed. And there's just one paragraph on this in the student handbook, and it is beautiful. Quote, gambling or risking the material provisions of God on chance is poor (laughs) stewardship and caters to covetousness and the love of money. It is based on the false premise of luck and is a portal for exploitation. Therefore, gambling of any kind is unacceptable for any student. Yes, you know, your money is much, much, much better spent blindly giving it to God instead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And by God, we mean con artists pretending to speak for God. Yeah, there's no element of chance there. You're just going to lose your money. So, I mean, I (laughs) guess in a way that makes sense. So this is all about, you know, internet stuff, the gambling stuff. There is also a fairly strict dress code for Bob Jones University, and there are very strict standards about what students should wear. Yeah, you know, as they say in the Bob Jones University approved Christian version of Fight Club called Light Club. You are your gall darned khakis. <laughs> so that's the approved version of Fight Club you can watch. I think that's true. So <laughs> yeah. the PG versions. So we can't get into everything about the dress code because it's very detailed, but we can kind of start with the highlights. So Bob Jones University not only has dress codes for men and women, but different dress codes based on the time of day. So we have class attire, which is Monday through Friday until 5 p.m., formal attire, which is for concert, opera, and drama series programs and other special events, and church attire, which is for, well, church. Although class attire is fine for church services in the afternoon or evening on the weekdays. Uh, This is kind of confusing to me, honestly. Uh, Is church attire acceptable as class attire, though? Mm, Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. What is the acceptable dress code after 5 p.m. on Friday to church services Sunday morning? There's a gap there. It's not filled. We don't know what to do. How are we supposed to dress? I'm getting anxiety just there's thinking a lot about of questions. right now. Yeah, me too. It <laughs> might it might just be it's nudity. Tough. I mean, there's no... If, <laughs> if there's no prescribed clothing to and wear... We're just standing in the room nude. Yeah, yeah, I think the you have to go to the default, which is nudity. So let's get into the specifics for gender. So for women, class attire absolutely does not include the following, quote, jeans of any color, Sweatpants, exercise pants, shorts, bib overalls, leggings, pants of any other material or style that is designed to cling, shower shoes, hats, except for those worn for religious reasons, or hooded sweatshirts. I wonder if you you mentioned bib overalls, um, Dylan, bib overalls. (laughs) Could you wear them to the opera? Like, I don't don't know if that's a sort of a because I know a lot of people are going to the opera here at Bobby Jones University for some reason. Um, Also, would a red MAGA hat? fall under quote except those hats worn for religious reasons i don't know <laughs> i think i think you could i think you could get yeah. away with that i At bet you could point. so it seems basically either women must wear baggy dresses or just mc hammer pants is what i'm gathering from yeah that. got That's it you thing. do not okay. want them to cling i wonder it's like hey young man that red hat take that off but this is my jehu hat oh okay <laughs> You're fine <laughs> oh okay a few other aspects of the women's dress code quote Casual fabrics like denim or twill should be avoided for formal and church occasions. I mean, yeah. I, had, I had to look up twill. Yeah. And tw- twill too. is like <laughs> diagonal. It's like a diagonal stitching on there. It makes sense. Twill is demonic after all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Diagonals are just the devil's playground. It's mixed fibers, too. I <laughs> and lastly, 
Graciously, Bob Jones University allows women to wear t-shirts, jeans, athletic pants, and flip-flops after 5 p.m. on weekdays and on the uh, weekends. Okay, so it addresses okay the women here. I don't know if we get this for the men. Men and men are just naked, I guess. But women, we know. Yeah, so right now. Okay. Pants, jeans of any color. Yeah, apparently. women have okay. clothes. Men so far, no clothes on the weekends. So let's get to the men. <laughs> men can't have sideburns lower than the bottoms of their ears. What man would want sideburns lower than the bottom of their ear? We don't have these Unless answers. If you're Mar- Maybe if you're Martin Van Buren or something, <laughs> then you would. But. I also like how Bob Jones Universities are like video game players and students are just the Sims characters. Just design your perfect student, whatever you want, whatever you want to look at. <laughs> yeah. Look like. Yeah, it's perfect. I also imagine like what if a student was previously fallen and they became a born again Christian and they, they used to wear like gauges oh, in their ears. God. And so their ears like they take them out because they're now yeah. now a good Christian and they like are floppy and so could you get away with longer sideburns because your ear is gonna write an email to the dean and be like what is your policy on floppy ears (laughs) (laughs) oh they'll have to they'll have to re-release the student handbook yes they will there's also a very strange caste system at bob jones university regarding beards so underclassmen have to shave daily no beards if you're an underclassman but upperclassmen are allowed short beards but their beards must be, quote, established off campus. <laughs> okay. I need to know what that last sentence means, yeah, guys. Where? I mean, I have to know. Does this mean they need to groom their beards off campus only at like a friend's house or maybe a barbershop? And how does one, quote, establish their beard? I need to know these things because I have a fucking beard and I am going to go here next I fall. I think your beard so. needs to register as a corporation. <laughs> and then you could say Brent's right. beard established uh, 2019. I think an S corporation beard is the right fit for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and lastly, um, finger rings, wristbands and watches are OK for men, but they absolutely cannot wear a necklace. That is disgusting. <sighs> So that's the end of that. So, okay, okay, okay. So what I'm gathering from all of this with the Bob Jones University, these rules and stuff. So so Bob Jones University is the Islamic State. Okay, got it. <laughs> I got to say, like, <laughs> at this point, like, I think Islamic State has less prohibitions than this. For <laughs> I think you're right. This is, this is huge. Yeah, I think because Bob Jones University isn't beheading people. And so they could put all that energy into <laughs> yes. making sure their students are wearing the right clothing. Exactly. <laughs> they don't have to wage a war. Well, I don't know. Maybe when their beards are established off campus, the reason they have you do it off campus is because they're really going to cut off your head. And it's just oh, yeah. off the could record be, thing. Could be. <laughs> Ooh, that's rough. Jesus. So this is all so far about the behavior on Bob Jones University, but this is a podcast about ideas, high level ideas. So let's get into some of the position statements of Bob Jones University. First, on the creation. As you can imagine, God created the universe and all organisms, including man, within a literal six day period. I know that sounds ridiculous, but guys, just do your own research. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to back that claim up. (laughs) You have to do the research. I'm not saying the world was created in six literal days. I'm just saying there's no other explanation. No other explanation. Exactly. On the basis of the genealogies in Genesis 5 and 11, that week happened less than 10,000 years ago. The reason death even exists is because Eve ate a no-no apple. Yeah, this is just freshman biology. Your standard. Yeah. 
Clear, clear. Lastly, the Genesis flood narrative is literally true. The flood lasted about a year and was, quote, biologically and geologically catastrophic in effect. And speaking of geological catastrophes, Bob Jones University does not have a geology department. Frankly, they shouldn't have a biology department either, but one thing (laughs) at a time. Damn, no geology department. Guess I couldn't have attended there even if I wanted to. Wonder if the reason they don't have a geology department is because it is physically impossible to do geology working in young earth time scales. So I don't know if that's even uh, part of it. But no, I'm guessing I'm going to go with laziness. I think they're just lazy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Also, Brent, the main reason you wouldn't want to go there is I've heard that they do not hand out capital S science degrees. That's also oh, true. Okay. Universities, so. Lowercase italics S. Okay, so next, what is their position on the sanctity of life? (laughs) Of course, life begins at conception. Obviously. Although Bob Jones University adds a really creepy spin on that idea that I have never heard before. Quote, the Bible does not view procreation as occurring independently of God's ongoing creative work. Psalm 139, 13 through 16 asserts that God creates human life in the womb. Quote, for you formed my inward parts You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Your eyes saw my unformed substance and your book were written the days that were formed for me. David's use of personal pronouns implies his humanness and personhood began at the moment of conception. Psalm 139, 15 metaphorically compares a mother's womb to the, quote, depths of the earth, where, says David, I was being made in secret intricately woven okay okay what what you just said there dylan to me is seriously more repulsive than any of those anti-abortion body fetus picture protest signs that they hold up i I just i just imagine like the guy from uh from silence of the lambs knitting together a baby out of his like skin garments yeah yahweh also um a little uh, bit of terminology the fetus at conception is called the conceptus and it is immediately a, quote, viable person with legal rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always advocated for the voting age to be lowered to zero. Mm, yeah. Um, but then, you know, you'd have nothing but a bunch of boobs in office. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, uh, all those fetuses voting for big boob. <laughs> also, Conceptus sounds like a good, you know, metal band album title. Yeah, yeah. yeah not, not a band name, but an album title. We are it's delivering. a concept album I'll... about concepts. <laughs> High level concept. Yeah. You know how some anti-choice advocates get on pro us, life. pro-choicers? Come on. Right? No, I'm going to call them anti-choice because I'm an SJW. No. <laughs> oh, well, God, it's been revealed. Shit. Well, I'm a conservative and I hate identity politics and I identify as pro-choice, God damn it. Or pro-life, sorry. <laughs> pro-life. Anyway, those people, you know, how they use uh, terms like fetus instead of baby and they get on us for saying that like, oh, it dehumanizes the fetus. But I mean, come on. What's more dehumanizing than the term conceptus? It sounds like a Transformers <laughs> villain or something. <laughs> so, God, I think you're missing the point. The conceptus has legal rights, so I can sue a conceptus. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to sue the next fetus I meet now. While Bob Jones University, as you can see, defends their position by citing several passages from the Bible, they are also happy to inform us, quote, developments in modern biology consistently uphold the biblical model of the personhood of the unborn. So how does this work? After all, immediately at conception, the conceptus has the entire genome present, which allows it to, quote, 
Navigate the entire process of intrauterine development, growth, birth, puberty, and adult maturation. Beyond this, the conceptus only requires the same thing adults do, nutrition, water, and oxygen. Quote, Therefore, we believe that life and personhood begin at conception. I know there's a lot of talk about normalization in the Trump era and about how we're becoming uh, desensitized to madness, but I'm glad I could still be surprised. This is one of the most amazing arguments I have ever encountered. So organisms are persons merely in virtue of having the right genetic profile. So Vulcans are out. Klingons are out. They are just not persons. That is logical, Captain. And another way to read this argument is to suggest any organism conceptus is a person because they also have the right genetic package to develop normally. So I, this is my, this is blowing my mind wow. that they use this as an argument. But let's move on because Bob Jones University is also against euthanasia. Quote, the scripture does not recognize as legitimate several contemporary justifications for euthanasia, including the right to die with dignity, the relief of financial strains on the family, the relief of burdensomeness to society, or the relief of suffering. We may not understand why God permits indefinite suffering on the part of the dying, or why he allows the elderly to become enduring burdens to their families, but we are certain that God permits trials for the sake of perfecting the Christian's faith. Oh, okay. And sure. that's really disgusting but as a personal affront to me they talk about what is quote morally and ethically reasonable and so that's really what <laughs> offends me about this whole thing that they use both <laughs> of those adjectives well here at bob jones university we support the elderly dying with indignity only yeah. that is yeah, the only, that's the only acceptable option. death we're gonna end this with some other kind of the minor thought leader positions so they have some pretty standard sexuality stuff no gay marriage no sex outside of marriage etc yeah all sex must be chaperoned by an approved Bob Jones University faculty member. Oh, sorry. Shit. I just wrote a porn by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Jones oh after dark. I hate when I do that. And also they do talk about transgender issues. So they state that God assigned one's quote physical gender at conception and it would be a dick move to change it. Next, no quote beverage alcohol is allowed. Yeah. Alcohol must be injected or inhaled. <laughs> exactly. Or uh, yeah, or the anima, body. the anima route. Yeah. Some people yes, like to do that. Alcohol. Yeah. That's right. And lastly, Bob Jones University, they're not a King James only university, but they do, in fact, favor the King James version of the Bible. I, I, I want to when I write to them to ask about all the questions I have for them, the dean, I'm going to write them. <laughs> I'm going to ask. I, I really do wonder like what their position is on the WKJV version of the Bible, which it's a new millennial version of the Bible. I don't know if you guys have heard it. It's called the Woke King James Version. Oh. So that is definitely for all those cool kids out there. Oh, yeah. Listening. I bet they wouldn't be into it because that sounds like an SJW Bible to me. It does. So, you know, this is all, all of this is on one part of their website. They've got all their, quote, position statements. And so they talk about, you know, the creation, the sanctity of life, all of that. But the largest section is actually on music. That's actually the biggest. They put all of their emphasis on the music part of this, which is really bizarre to me. And they've got a lot of positions on what makes music acceptable for students at Bob Jones University. But I also found a handy definition of rock music so we can finally nail that down and figure out what it is. Quote, the rock genre is distinguished by the combination of some or all of the following characteristics. Sensual singing styles, dominating beat, heavy percussion, overwhelming volume, and an overall atmosphere that counteracts self-control, 
especially when coupled in performance with elements such as defiant demeanor, immodest attire, sexually suggestive dancing, or crude gestures. Yeah, there's nothing really more evil than a dominating beat from a drummer wearing suggestive clothing. I really also enjoy that overwhelming volume as mentioned here. So yeah. that's so like the, it's uh, not rock music until you're overwhelmed by how loud yeah. it is. Can you imagine listening it to Turn rock? It to 11. Imagine listening to rock with overwhelming volume while tripping on DMT with overwhelming geometry <laughs> all at the same time. Oh my Whoa, download process. There it is, download process. This is like the a ten, tenth time, I think. No, one, uh, yeah, we'll have to see if uh, we'll have to see what Cantlemo thinks about that. I bet he's done it. I bet he's done it. Also on this page, they explain why so-called Christian rock is a bad idea. Quote, attempts to couple worldly vehicles like rock music and other pop styles with sacred lyrics and settings create a moral tension for the believer and contradict the Christian's call to a consecrated approach to life well fuck i guess i'll have to throw away all my dc talk albums now so yeah you got to get I'll rid of all right, those right tapes i mean yeah. you should have got rid of those cassettes anyway because come on cassettes but definitely <laughs> get rid of them now also dc talk sucks i probably should have got rid of them because of that too, <laughs> that's also why do you have them at all <laughs> i don't Nostalgia. know i still have a lot of them. and with brent finally throwing out those cassettes we are done with clown colleges part one so brent forrest what did you learn in today's episode? What most intrigued you? The, the main thing I I mean, Liberty University is just a shit show. Um, <laughs> I know people that have gone to Liberty University. In fact, some of my family members who I'm not going to say who they are, obviously on air, but there are some people I know that uh, went to Liberty University, never Bob Jones University. I know some other people and I myself have been to some of these really call these the college i went to is so small that we can't even talk about but we will be talking about the other college in a bonus episode that i'll just leave it at that for now but yeah yeah. so i don't know to me bob jones university is the closest to the one i went to which was the bible college so i kind of enjoyed that part of it the most um the music the hair we had to wear dress clothes like i don't know we had to wear ties to class every day so (sighs) that was fun um, so we'd have our, you know, we'd go to our ridiculous classes with our Bibles and our textbooks. And um, yeah, that was a weird time. I can't believe uh, that happened. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> but, um, other th- man, I've changed. All right. So <laughs> what about uh, what about you, Forrest? Anything? You, you, uh, Brent, Brent changed. Anything went from, that stood from out all that to like obsessively listening to uh, Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, <laughs> Daniel Dennett, like on a loop. <laughs> Um, yeah, speaking horseman. of Hitchens, he yeah, full d- didn't Hitchens, yeah, what did Hitchens have to say about um, what's what's his old what's what's his name? Oh, uh, Jerry Falwell there. Yeah, Jerry Falwell is so full of shit that when he died, um, he'll have to be buried in a matchbox. <laughs> That's the famous line. But um, That's awesome. I guess if I learn anything, it's this: if if you're going to create a totalitarian institution where you stifle everything about being human. I think what you got to do is instead of this like listing a long list of all the things you can't wear, you can't see, you can't do, just pick a small list of certain things you have to do that rule out like everything else. So it'd just be like, everyone wear nothing but gray stuff, drab gray stuff. (laughs) You're not allowed to watch anything other than like, I love Lucy episodes and like just have like a very small list. You can only do this, this, and this, and it all ends up being the same. It's less confusing. That's what I I agree. It's a perfect idea. I also learned um, that Liberty University is a fucking abomination and that shit needs to be cut off from all federal aid immediately. Oh, for sure. What about you, Dylan? What did you learn? The specific bizarre Bob Jones University guy 
guidelines. Like I expected, I knew they were, you know, quote, very conservative about music and movies and stuff. But the stuff about like having to establish your beard off campus and like why there's this like caste system with the beards <laughs> and what? like you could go to the movie theaters only when you're off campus for specifically Thanksgiving and spring break. So you can't go to the movies that's on the, Christmas. So weird. Specifically. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah, I, 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 th that's what blew my mind the most when I was uh, researching this or those specific little gems of specificity. I wonder if for things like that, it'd be like a dean at the college was like, man, I really want to see this movie. It's coming out in Thanksgiving. I just got to change the rules. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Real quick. Just, just to do that. And then it became that, you know? Who knows? I would not be surprised at all. And with that, that is our first part of our Clown Colleges series. And we are done. Thank you for listening to None Dare Call It Ordinary. You can find us on Twitter at NDCIO, Instagram at None Dare Call It Ordinary, and send us an email at None Dare Call It Ordinary at gmail.com. For only $1 a month, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. For information on all our episodes, as well as links to our YouTube channel and Discord server, head over to our website at nondarecallitordinary.com. As always, we ask that you please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever your podcasts are served.